0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: If you have ever been personally betrayed by someone you trusted and shared your most intimate thoughts with, forgiving and forgetting that betrayal can sometimes be a difficult thing to do. Our human nature just hates doing that. In addition, true forgiveness, if done God's way, cannot be merely a feeling but rather a conscious decision based on God's Word to act in forgiveness of others in an unconditional way in which anger can have no place. Of course, the enemy loves anger and the hardened heart it lives in, its fertile soil for making the believer ineffective for God. Is it any wonder the Bible warns that whoever holds on to anger is a fool? In this series, The Amazing Power of Forgiving, Forgetting, and Letting Go, listen carefully as Jesus teaches about the devastating consequences of unforgiveness, how to overcome it, and why all Christians cannot afford not to forgive, not to forget, and not to just let go.
2: Unforgiveness is usually the result of unresolved anger. There's an anger issue somewhere in your life that's thrown up this reaction or response of unforgiveness. Anger, see, and, and, and what happens, now, now this, is, this is the interesting thing about it, unresolved anger, which brings you to unforgiveness, unresolved anger, ultimately will cause you to have a hardened heart. That's why the Bible says, do not be angry, do not sin, Do not let the sun go down on your anger, lest you give the devil a foothold. The devil loves hardened hearts. Listen to me. The devil loves hardened hearts. When your heart gets hardened, you become an open door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life and do whatever he wants. That's why it says, don't leave unresolved anger unresolved. Resolve it even before the sun goes down, because by not doing so, you open yourself up for an attack of the enemy upon your life, your family, your future, your blessings, and anything else that you treasure that has come from the hand of God. Now, I want to give you a verse, because this is, this is important. I didn't tell you this before, but she'll put them up on the screen. Proverbs twenty-seven, nineteen says, as in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. So in other words, water has a reflective quality, right? You look in water and you see, it looks back at you. Well, it says, so does a man's heart reveal the man. In other words, your heart is showing the real you. Now, let me tell you what. See, in, as water, as, fa- as in water, face reflects face mirrors. Mirrors do not lie. Let me tell you, sister, sister, you put on a pound of makeup today. You look better, but mirrors do not lie. If it's hanging, you can put all the makeup on it. It's still going to hang. If you look in the mirror and it's, it's wrinkled, it's still wrinkled. You may have an impression about yourself, but mirrors do not lie. And you ready? And neither does your heart. Neither does your heart. As in water, reflective quality, face reveals face, so does the heart of man reveal the man. So you get around people that, you know, touchy, angry, always like, you know, like, a, like I said, a powder keg ready to go off. There's something wrong with their heart. There could be some unresolved anger that's brought them over to unforgiveness. And then we didn't talk about all the other, you know, all the other tentacles that come out of unforgiven bitterness and jealousy and pride, and all these other things that all start with not dealing with issues and situations, offenses and hurts, disappointments. And it brings people, it destroys and devastates lives and marriages. You know, I don't bet you if I have something against somebody, i got to finish it up, man. i got to talk to that person. Even if they don't receive it, I can't go to sleep with unresolved business. Well, first, I know the verse. Secondly, I I just, I want to get a good night's sleep, so i, I got to deal with it. See? So he says, as face in border reflects face, so does a man's heart reveal to man. Now, now, the other interesting thing is that unresolved anger will cause you to do foolish things. Did you ever see somebody get so angry and then they say things? Oh, boy. You better, you better suck up your tongue, man. You better suck up your words. Because let me tell you what. If you say something... It's hard to correct that. If you say the wrong thing to somebody, you know, especially if it's your spouse, man. But you see, you see the Bible says, let me read this to you. Proverbs 29:20. 20. That's why you got to deal with the this unforgiveness at the onset. Don't let it get a foothold. Proverbs 29:22 says, "An angry man stirs up strife." And a furious man, listen, this is the part I want you to listen to, a furious man abounds in transgression. In other words, a furious man's going to make a whole lot of mistakes. So we got to cool the fury. Cool your jets, as they say. Tone it down. Get your heart back right with God. Now, Ecclesiastes 7.9 says it this way. Listen to this. I like this one. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Now, did you all hear that? Did you hear what the man just called you? Not me, the man. He said, anger rests in the bosom of fools. If you're holding on to anger, the Bible just called you, God just called you a fool. You're a fool. I can't get away with that, but God can. I call somebody a fool, they'll leave the church. But that's what the Bible calls you. A person who holds on to unforgiveness or anger in their, in their, in their, in their heart, He calls you a fool. He says, anger rests in the bosom of fools. See, So we look at this verse here in Proverbs 14.30. Sandy will put it up on the screens. This is from the Amplified Bible. Unresolved anger can make you sick. Oh, it can affect your health big time. It can affect your health big time. Listen to this. A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and the health of the body. But envy, jealousy, and wrath, i.e. anger, unforgiveness, are like rottenness of the bones. So a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are life and health of the body. So if I want to live in health and peace and in joy, then I've got to deal with the anger in my life and consistently offer forgiveness. You know, we looked at it last week or the week before when Jesus, when the question came to him, how many times should I forgive my brother that he offends me, and Peter comes up with the great answer of, seven times, Lord? And Jesus kind of chuckles. I'm just giving you Pastor Ray's version. (laughs) Seven times? No, I tell you, up to 70 times seven. And we did all the math, and we came out with that, right? What he's talking about is continual, never-ending forgiveness that needs to be um, offered to people no matter how many times they offend you, all right? So he says, a calm and undisturbed mind are like health and life. So if I want to live in health and in life and in well-being, then I've got to live with an undisturbed mind. Anger, unforgiveness, gives me a very disturbed mind. I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe you don't even realize it. But when, when you're in anger, when you're, you're holding something against somebody, unforgiveness, it, it, it can be like, I mean, you're, you're just tormented. You're just tortured. You're always thinking about that situation, about that person, and, and every time you think about them, it gets uglier, because you just have not gotten to the place where you can just forgive them. And again, like I said before, forgiveness is not a feeling; it's an act. So every time something comes up, I'll give you. Let me give you an example. I was going to do it the next verse, but I'll give it to you here. A short while ago, um, I was perusing on the internet, and I was looking up some stuff about preachers, or I don't remember exactly what I was looking up, but I had come across two names on a on the search engine two names that I knew very well. And I thought, wow, those were people I knew very well. They were in my church. They were here for many years. So it got my interest. So what are they up to? Because I haven't seen or heard from them in a whole long time. Uh, They were of the group that you've often heard me tell about that exited this church in the first year that we were here and and didn't do it in a very nice way. But my my interest got perked, so I went and I opened up. That was my first mistake. I should have never done that, but... I went, I opened up the thing and there's a YouTube video. And um, so I said, hmm, so I pushed the button and I'm about three minutes into the YouTube video when I realized that they were talking about me. (laughs) And they weren't talking very nicely. Now, they didn't use my name, but I knew it was very, very clear that the subject that was being talked about was me. And I thought to myself, Dear God, you've been with me or you were with me up to that time for like 10, 12 years. If that's what you got out of my teachings and what you got out of a relationship with me, man, you, you are deceiving. You are bad. You are, you're... So my instant reaction, can I be honest with you? Because these are people I've forgiven many years ago. My instant reaction was, those scoundrels. How dare they say this kind of stuff or even think that kind of stuff? What's wrong with it? My first reaction, I'm going to write a sermon. And I'm going to preach it and put it all over you tube. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just come this close to naming them just so that everybody knows who I'm talking about. Just so I'm going to defend myself. They can't. I'm not going to let them get away with that. I'm human, just like you're human. I put my clothes on the same way you put your clothes on. But then I had to grab hold of myself. And I said, why would, I, why would I fight and fume with somebody? I turned back and I looked up to heaven and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive me for even reacting the way that I, I reacted. You know, Father, I don't want to mess up my life. I just continue to offer forgiveness to them. Because, you know, to hold on to it and to let that replace. Now, now, it, can be, it could be multiple things, you know. It could be wherever there's unforgiveness in your life, you jam up that relationship. Sometimes people are mad at God. You, you wouldn't believe it, but sometimes people are mad at God. I deal with this all the time. People, you, you sit and you talk to people, and the end result is they, they start talking, and they're like, you know, maybe some traumatic thing happened in their marriage or their family, whatever it be, and they're, they're angry at the Lord. Well, first of all, you have nothing to be angry at God because... Because God is not the source of your trouble. God is the source of your blessing. There's an enemy in the world. You see, what you have to understand is that there's two powers at work in, in, in the present time that we live. There's two powers. There's good and there's evil. Good is God. Evil is the devil. The devil operates in this world. And he, he you see, some, sometimes people say this, and this gets me. Well, God is in control God is in control? If God is in control of of, of earth, we're in big trouble. I think about it for a minute. Is God in control of earth? If he was in control of everything down here, we're in big trouble. God is not in control. We're in control because we have the authority in the name of Jesus, but the devil is the one who is on this earth. He has the lease on this earth, so to speak. He can do whatever He wants on this earth. That's why we, as believers, as Christians, need to understand our position, need to understand that we have the authority over the enemy and that we can stop His his nonsense because Jesus gave us the authority in this earth over the enemy, but not until Jesus comes back and takes possession of this earth is God in control of this earth. Because if he's in control, we're in big, big, big trouble. The enemy is, the devil's in control of the world. But we as believers, Jesus said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. But he said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Come on, somebody in this house. You see. So, so let me read uh, this, this verse, we'll, we'll finish it up here. Romans chapter 12. Verse 18 and 19 said, If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Right? So if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, it doesn't depend on them, it depends on you. As much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. In other words, if if there's a scuffle between me and somebody else, my responsibility is the purpose to live at peace with them, even if they do not receive my peace. They can go on talking about me, just like those people I told you about in that YouTube video. You know, they're still they're still twisted about stuff and spewing stuff and doing stuff like like brother sister get over it. I have three words that will set you free. You won't need a psychiatrist. You won't need medication. Three little words will set you free for the rest of your life. Get over it. Just get over it. Everybody say, get, get over it. it. That'll set you free. Just get over it, man. You're a big boy. You've you got to grow up, and you've got to start walking on your own two feet. You can't carry stuff. Well, oh, you don't know. It was a traumatic experience. Well, you're bigger than any trauma or any traumatic experience. As much as it depends on me, I have to live at peace with everybody, even if they're not living at peace with me. Now, let me just, let me just clarify this. You can insult me, you can talk about me, you can malign me, you can undermine me, you can curse me, you can do whatever you want. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to live at peace with you. But if you try to hurt me physically... <laughs> listen, that's not what the Bible's saying, that you just sit there and let somebody knock you out. That's not what they as much as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with people. But if you start getting violent, I want to protect myself with every means available, and I'm working on it. I'm, de- I'm dead serious because you know, people think we're Christians are a bunch of lily you know lily pads or whatever you want to call them. We're not a bunch of wallflowers. As much as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace with you. But you you start something violent, watch out. Watch out, because you don't want to do that. And uh, you need to look at it, because, like I said, you know, this stuff gets weird, you know. It's like, we're not, we're not a bunch of wallflowers here. We're, we're, we're believing that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cause you any harm, man. I'm going to live at peace. You can do whatever you want to me, and I'm not going to say anything. But if you come physically, big difference. Because i want to protect my life, and I'm going to protect the lives of those that I love. And you have a right to do that. You all hear what I said. You have a right to do that. Don't let anybody talk you out of that. So, as much as it depends on me, people are going to do stuff, they can say stuff, they can be jerky. I'm not going to be a jerk. I never found... Two jerks don't make a righteous person. So if they're going to be a jerk, let them be a jerk all on their own. As as far as it is up to me, I'm going to live in peace with you. You can talk, yap, flap, slap, whatever. People yapping, you know, all say whatever you want to say. Just, you know, let me give you a word of advice. If you don't like it here, just go peacefully. Why do you have to mess it up for everybody else? You don't like it? This is not the place for you? Go find a place. Because it's amazing how people leave and they go... Post stuff on the internet, send this and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Just leave, man. Just shut your trap. Just go somewhere. (laughs) Go bless another pastor. (laughs) Yeah, the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm not going to be everybody's pastor. I thought I was going to save the world when I first got started. I thought everybody was, um, you know. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not everybody's pastor. So if, if you don't like what I say, you don't like what I preach? Don't get angry. Go somewhere else. That means you're not supposed to be here. That means you're not connected to this message or to this man. If what I say makes you mad, I mean, you should see the letters I get. You should see the letters I get. Boy, you've got to have thick skin to be in ministry. You, you wouldn't think, so, Pastor? Yeah, you should see the le-. I give them to my family, my sister and brother. Would you believe this? Read this. Pray for this person. Pray for me, because right now I want to choke them. But anyway. <laughs> but... And <laughs> I gotta forgive, you know. Well, I mean, uninsulting insulting email. I mean, you would wouldn't believe the things that people say. I thought, "Where, what, where the heck are you from? Mars? Are you a human being? Right? You know." But you gotta have thick skin. And I just forgive them. And say, Lord, you know, like I say, I get angry, but I don't let it get to sin. I don't let it get to unforgiveness. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. And here, here's the other thing. Let me tell you what. You've heard me say this, but nobody has any power over your life. Amen. What people think about you or what people say about you, they can say whatever they want about me, but this is the thing. Just don't believe it. Don't believe it. They can say whatever they want to say. I just refuse to believe. I don't listen to what people say. I listen to what God says. Amen. I listen to the Word of God. And that's what you ought to do as well. So as as much as it, it depends on us, we're going to live at peace with everybody. And if and if they start up something, I'm just going to forgive them, going to love them, try my best, even if they don't receive it and even if they don't uh, respond to my forgiveness. It doesn't matter. That's between them and God. As far as I'm concerned, you're forgiven. You know, you know my other thing. Sometimes, you know, we're called to love each other, but trust is something else. I love you, but trust... See, love is given, trust has got to be earned. That's why you don't want to break trust in a relationship. Don't ever break trust in a marriage. Let, let me say it, guys, don't ever break trust in a marriage. If there's even, even the smallest thing that you're doing that's making your wife nervous, stop doing it. And vice versa. Wife, if there's something you're, stop. Do never break trust in a relationship because trust is never, this is a problem we deal with with relationships because the husband will, you know, screw up and they'll come back and say, you know, well, well, I've asked her to forgive me. She won't forgive me. Well, it's not really forgiveness, it's trust that she's having trouble with. She's forgiven you, but she doesn't trust you because trust must be proven. Trust is earned. You don't just trust somebody. I'm going to trust you. I don't know who you are. People come. It's amazing how people come to church and they, you know, they, they have an agenda. And They got their eye on the pulpit. You know, they just want to get in front. I don't know who the heck you are. Where did you come from? Did a spaceship just drop you off somewhere? I don't know who you are. Trust happens after years of knowing somebody and interacting with them. Don't, don't you? And that's where Christians make a lot of mistakes. You open up your lives to people. You pour out your heart. And you tell them all kinds of stuff. You better shut your mouth, man. Don't let people know the secrets of your life, especially you women. <laughs> we just gotta talk. You don't know women. Just gotta talk. Brother, Suck it up, baby. You're giving out too much information. You're giving out too much information. Now I'm really off on a whole other sermon, but you're giving out too much information. Suck it up. Button the lip. Stifle it. Remember that? Stifle it, Edith. For those of you that grew up with Archie Bunker, those of us. Stifle it, Edith. You got to shut it up because you're giving out too much information and you're going to cause yourself a lot of trouble. Um, in your relationship because trust is earned it's not given so don't break trust right and then you'll never get into all this unforgiving you have argument whatever it is deal with it before refuse wives let me let me tell you if there's a problem r- refuse do not let your husband go to sleep until you resolve it and husbands the same way do not do not go to sleep until you resolve that issue do whatever you gotta do put ants in their beds so they can't sleep, itching powder, something, keep them up so that they will deal with that before they go to sleep.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.